0: Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host Kerry Ransom and his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC.
1: Welcome to Accelerate OC, I'm Kerry Ransom, and thank you for joining us today via Zoom which is becoming the new normal for us here at Accelerate OC for the time being. Uh, Thanks always to my engineer, Paul, for making my guests and me also sound so good, no matter how we do it and and where we are. Uh, Today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Venture Studio, a new tech startup company building platform and community here in Orange County. Uh, If you're looking for help with your startup, opportunities to work with the next generation of high growth companies or Want to be part of the Orange County startup community, you can go to OC4V.com and we have a whole bunch of uh, activities planning uh, going on, even despite all the staying home and working remotely that is going on. So we're still building that community regardless. Uh, let's transition to the show. I'm happy to have my new friend, uh, Mike Gentil on Accelerate OC today. And before we get to hear from Mike and all of his entrepreneurial stories, as he has many, Let me tell you uh, a little bit about it. He is uh, currently the founder and CEO of CISO Share, which is CISO Share, which provides uh, on-demand professional services in what I would call the information security space, including their unique program that is really uh, called Security Program as a Service. And I would think of that as um, like software as a service, but they're doing it in security security program. He's been in the InfoSec space, uh, information security, or InfoSec as it's also known, and a leader in that for a long, long time, and really on the forefront of that. And he's been doing research and program development for all kinds of organizations. He's doing it for startups. He's done it for globally recognized, even billion-dollar companies. He's got patents, and he's even written some books. Um, He's also successfully funded and founded grown and and sold multiple businesses in both service and technology related areas and and thus why he has such expertise in this intersection of information and security and and service around that he's been a a wide presenter writer he's been on advisory boards for a number of technology companies and conferences including the uh, rsa conference which is really held up as the the gold standard in the security industry. And he's also really active here in Orange County, which is one of the things that we definitely want to talk about today. He has a, a really unique skills training program that he has been using and delivering. And he partnered last year with United Way and Sue Parks when she was on and I talked about that, but uh, I want to give Mike's perspective as well. Um, really cool program that they're launching to uh, upskill a number of people here in our local community, and it's working great. Mike it is so awesome to have you here on Accelerator C today. Sorry we couldn't do it in person, but uh, this is the next best thing. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for having me.
0: I appreciate it. That's sure awesome thing. To be here.
1: Great to have you. Uh, tell the audience a little bit more about CISO Share.
0: So at, at CISO Share, well, well, first the thing I even find funny is that I'm kind of a dinosaur in in the old game of what I call information security. So us that have been around for a little while, they, they, you know, we call it information security domain. So over time, now all the newbies out there are calling it cyber security um, primarily so that it ranks better in the engines and all that So I've been hard standing in being an information security information. professional yeah. uh, out there, yeah. um, except for when my mar- the marketing team changes it to cyber so that it actually works yeah. on the internet. Yeah.
1: Has um, anybody, has anybody I, I mean, obviously, you know, CISO has become a very common term. Um, has anybody done this notion of C- chief cyber officer or anything like that yet?
0: Yeah, you know, I think when we came up with the name CISO Share, we thought everyone would kind of get it because it was all about sharing information and learning and teaching. What we didn't realize but is becoming a little bit more commonplace now is this whole CISO, you know, Chief Information Security Officer, the average Joe and Jan out there still don't know what that is. And really what that is, is the person that leads the security effort at an organization Mm -hmm. and manages all of those things. So it was all about how we could actually create an organization that provided services to manage that program. And our emphasis is on people, really, and how people perform processes in delivering in delivering everything that the common organization needs from a cybersecurity perspective. And so that's really what we do at, at CISO Share. We we offer professional services for helping to build those cyber information security programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have managed services, which present people, uh, to organizations, uh, to actually perform processes, which is a, on an ongoing basis, instead of hi- hi- hiring your own team, basically outsourcing them to us. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's become a, a big space. We've, we've grown pretty rapidly because there's, you know, estimated to be millions of cybersecurity, uh, jobs that are unfilled today and even more so in the future further, um, with everything that we're experiencing here with COVID-19, we'll see an even bigger acceleration um, mm-hmm. uh, of the need in, in uh, Substrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it certainly seems that way. I mean, what,
1: one of the things I've just been amazed at that surge that we've seen in the last number of years. I mean, what is it, just as you share with the audience, what is it that is creating such a, a demand, like you said, for literally millions of, of people and this this topic just continues to grow in importance as well I mean, what why is it that it has become such a such a big sure. Topic?
0: yeah so, sure so there's there's really a couple uh, a couple of reasons one is access right so people can now connect via the internet mm-hmm. and launch attacks from anywhere in the world um, that wasn't the case even really 1015 15 Years ago, um, but now I can be in—I can be in any part. I can be in Antarctica and launch attack against an mm-hmm. organization uh, here here in Orange County. So that's been one thing uh, that's really impacted it. The other thing that's really happened is that there's been a transformation in organizations to leverage technology within how they do business, right? Sure. And it's caused a large footprint of technologies that they have that's continually sprawling. So as they roll out all those all those technologies, they basically have, you know, they have vulnerabilities or gaps mm. that are available and are now connected to the internet and exposed. And then you have that access uh, ability from anywhere. So the footprint is is humongous, and so it's really really uh, uh, cheap for people to basically launch these attacks further. In these environments, with all this technology, uh, it used to be you had to guard a one-bedroom apartment. Now you're guarding, you know, systems that are uh, this multi-multi room estate, right? Sure. And so there's just a, a lot more of a of, uh, of a need out there. It seems like it's been exponential,
1: and that's what's so crazy. I and mean, do you do you foresee a day when it's not growing at such a, a rapid rate? Because it almost feels like you, you reach a point where it's going to slow the the pace of adoption of, of digital technology or or at least force some kind of of change in how how things get impo- built implemented you know the whole the whole end to end i guess
0: yeah i mean i think that um, i think that the jury is still out on how that's going to happen however i think for the next couple years you're going to see an explosion and i think yeah. What's also happened is that there's been a big emphasis on just automation and AI, artificial intelligence, in order to mm-hmm. in order to perform these things. The problem is is that in order for any automation of a process step to occur, you need to have a good process step first, sure. and you need to have the insight about how to actually perform those steps before mm-hmm. you can automate it. Mm-hmm. Automate it. So, based in both both in technology. We're in our infancy with how we're creating workflows and doing things. And in cybersecurity, absolutely, for sure, we're in our infancy with how we create things. So I think that the whole AI conversation you know, has blinded uh, people to the fact, in our opinion, and what we're really banking on at CISO Share and everything we're doing, is we still need skilled people mm-hmm. and we still need simple process design first. You know, um, yeah, and, and then we then we need automation sure. uh, and and until we get there, um, we're going to see a, a ton of demand and a ton of need uh, in order to perform, you know, uh, in order in order to actually implement security as well as perform all these processes that are needed in order for any technology solution to operate. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think we've talked to this before, and I think this is the case, not just in security. This is generally the case that you know automation usually comes from the uh, observation or, or analyzing people doing things and seeing that there are repetitive tasks, right? And so it, it sure seems in security that there is a part of the job that is fairly repetitive, but there's a lot of it that's very human-driven uh, and still not ready to be automated, which is why I think there is, at least from my perspective, still such a need for, for people that are trained and, and have to think and, and interpret and adapt, et cetera. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's go um, let's go under the hood a little bit. I mean I think this is a great transition. Um, you know recognizing that need for all kinds of different levels of skill as well led you guys to, to building this really amazing training program. So share a little bit more about that. And as, as I teased earlier, you know Sue Parks and I had a great discussion about that uh, recently, but would love for you to you know, share your perspective on that as well.
0: Sure. So when we started uh, uh, CISO Share, with that emphasis on, uh, again, developing people, um, we built from the ground up what we call a learning and teaching culture. Basically, what it means is that when you know we'll teach you anything that you need um, as you when you come into CISO Share, uh, whether you're an employee or a partner or whatever. But we also want to be able to effectively teach. And we we used to when we would interview people at CISO Share we would actually ask them during the interview process, uh, you know, okay, so how are you going to teach your position that you're interviewing to the person that's going to take it in six months now? Um, uh, and that was part of the way we would really look at you know how they would how they would believe and buy into that model. And so from the early goings, we we partnered with the with the veteran rehabilitation programs and. We partnered with many of the organizations out there in order to give people a chance, bring them into, into our organization and start teaching them and developing them in this model.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, and we had a lot of success with it. Uh, so fast forward to 2019 and we were at a, uh, United Way event, um, the primary scorecard event, uh, for them. And, and we were, um, uh, we were sponsoring the soccer uh, tournament. Actually, the jersey's behind me. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, uh, was sponsoring the soccer tournament, uh, the corporate cup that they did. And we were invited to the event. And we heard about uh, this, uh, basically this program that they had, which was called Upskill OC, which was mm-hmm. essentially trying to solve the livable wage gap in Orange County by essentially, um, and this is what happens when you're virtual. We have a blower outside uh, our door right here. <laughs> It's That's right. the, the, the the world we live in, right? We don't so, have uh, the soundproof room today. That's yeah, right. exactly. exactly. Um, so you're doing a great job, too. Uh, so essentially, um, we're, we're listening to this. And what Upskill he does is it tries to actually solve the livable wage gap by bringing people into uh, working careers that have at least a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. And many of these folks have skills, but perhaps maybe they – had a hardship or something or a roadblock in their life that kept them from making the hop. Um, and, and we were listening to this program that had just rolled out and they were looking to do it as for medical coding and they were looking to do it for, um, uh, transportation drivers and different, and some different roles, which were, which were great. And I looked over with my team and I'm like, we're already let's do this for cybersecurity. We yeah. We're already kind of doing this. Let's see if we can give it a shot. And um, to their credit, you know, I'll always be so unbelievably uh, thankful to Sue and to the whole team over there um, at OC United Way because we, we, the next day we, we set up a meeting, we talked to them, we're like, okay, you know, we've got this idea to run this program and see if we can transition people um, into uh, working careers in cybersecurity. And so that's uh, what we did. We created a, and they were like, okay, give it, give it a shot. And we'll let you use our facility to teach the first one. Um, uh, and so basically the way the program works is it's a five-phase program. Phase one is all identifying people that can be successful in cybersecurity. And these are people that have aptitudes to be successful, primarily that they have many of the things such as the ability to uh, learn and teach quickly. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a service professional, uh, you know, uh, a waiter or waitress at a restaurant who knows how to listen to their client and understand Mm -hmm. and then make recommendations on what to order. Um, You know, maybe it's a a veteran who's really good at following process and following direction in order to, to execute. You know, maybe it's a a, a mother uh, who's really really good at, at teaching uh, their their child uh, instruction and bringing them along and teaching it to in a way in which they can learn. Those are the things that make the crazy world of cyber cybersecurity understandable because it's a very nebulous concept. So first one, phase one is identifying people um, that are that that fit those aptitudes, and then also what we learned early on is telling them, hey. You can do this. Cybersecurity is not just, uh, you know, someone in a hoodie, you know, and mm-hmm. super, super technical and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and the number one feedback piece that we get from people during that initial process, which is why it's a step, is, is hey, you know, um, I can't do this. I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. And so we dispel that. Mm-hmm. Next step is uh, a four-week uh, uh, training class. And uh, it, it, usually we've done it um, on Fridays, um, and usually we've done it on-site. We are doing a virtual one um, that we're going to be rolling out here pretty soon because the, the need is definitely up there. Um, and it's a three-hour course um, that has homework, uh, and the homework assignments are, one, we talk about security, but then we also talk about you know how you can – learn the concepts we're teaching, how quickly you can do that, and then how quickly you can teach those. So we do different writing exercises and, and different uh, you know video exercises in order to really hit that, uh, hit that home. Mm-hmm. The other thing we do that's uh, pretty uh, unique, I think, is at the beginning of that class, we work with the people and also during the identification phase to identify and work through any roadblocks that they may have. Many of the people that take our um, our program are housing insecure. Maybe they have daycare issues. Maybe they have, you know, they can't, they don't have uh, uh, laptops. They don't have access to technology. Even more rare is that they have access to the internet, um, mm-hmm. something we're experiencing right mm-hmm. now. You know, it's one of the most expensive things that all of us have, <laughs> right, on a monthly uh, basis. Mm-hmm. Um, transportation is another thing. So we work with them on not making that, Totally their responsibility. It's their responsibility to identify it, and then we partner with the support system to work through that. They come to the, the course and we work with them, and they need to show up. They need to not let their roadblock impact mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to perform the homework and their force rank. If they make it through that portion, um, then they move on to phase three. Phase three is an internship at, uh, at uh, CISO Share. And in that, we start to further teach them in three specific roles in cybersecurity, uh, which is a a third party risk analyst, supply chain analyst, a policy analyst, and a vulnerability analyst. And we start working with them at that point. Once they get through that, what we call kind of the supply portion um, or, or candidate portion of the program is done. Phases um, four and five are where we work with organizations that are willing to give these people um, three to six months' engagements in those roles at that organization mm-hmm. in order to give them what is the lifeblood of getting someone to a livable wage, real-world work experience. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what it's all about. From that point, um, they, uh, they move through once they get through phase four, by phase five, um, then they can actually um, get reengaged uh, for another phase, or they can be hired on, either by us or the partners that work with us, or the actual organization themselves that's that's working on uh, on the program. And so we started in uh, June 2019 with our first. Uh, 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 course and we it's uh, program what we call them waves getting all the way from phase one to five. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've done four waves and we the program has really really accelerated um, with even more demand right now with everything going on with it. The- yeah
1: for sure. So a couple couple follow ups there. One, I mean, what give me an example of a success story because I know you've had several um, share one uh, with the group.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we've had um, people that were, you know, housing insecure um, that have come through the come all the way through the program and are in working careers at at a, a livable wage uh, uh, in Orange with big County companies, right? With big, with, big, with,
1: well-known brand name companies here
0: with very, with very big, um, with very big, um, companies and it's, it, it's numerous issues. Um, and, and I can actually, you know, uh, uh, mention now one of our biggest partners in the program, um, in early goings in terms of supporting us on the demand side was, uh, uh Pacific life insurance. Mm, uh, yep. and so they, they literally, um, have, have been amazing at helping and shape the program in terms of bridging, moving it from um, you know from basically the supply and learning portion um, of these people into actually getting them in that work experience and integrated into a real security program at um, at an organization. And um, we've also learned a lot, um, a ton, from them and and the other partners about how to actually do that best. What's most unique about our program is that we've really connected. Uh, uh, education uh, kind of industry. I mean, many of the schools in Orange County and universities are partnering and sending people to our mm-hmm. program. Uh, we've also the, uh, partnered with the nonprofits. We have, uh, I believe, coming on almost twenty different agencies in addition to United Way that are that are sending us people. A lot of the veteran organizations. A lot. Um, and then the other portion that makes it work is the is the, the businesses that actually are participating uh, mm-hmm. in there. And then also us. I mean, we are a provider, right? Um, We're a for-profit yeah. organization, and we gain a lot out of this and are a piece to it. The, the key is that it must be a win-win for everyone. Mm-hmm. And the primary thing that is generated is that on the participant side, they're getting real-world work experience. Real-world work experience is solid gold. Yes. And if you have it in cybersecurity, it's probably yeah. even more than, more. than no, solid that's gold. Right. That's right. So, On,
1: yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the demand is going to be incredibly high now and more than ever. How how can people best? I mean, are you, are you directing people go to United Way's site and look for this? Can they go to CISO Share? Like, what's what's the best way? Sure. Uh, because I think the demand, like I said, I think it could be wildly broad. You said you got 20 different organizations sending you. I think it could be a hundred. So, what, what's yeah. the best way to even sort of navigate and, and traffic up this?
0: Sure. So, you can go to uh, com and click on Cyber Forward. Uh, we we recently renamed the program to called Cyber Forward. We are going to be launching our own site um, that's just Cyber Forward um, because we've had so many people uh, mm-hmm. have interest from uh, different areas, and you can and you can learn. We are getting. Um, we are getting a lot of candidates and participants that want to join. And as important, we need the, the demand organizations to give them a shot. The other portion of this, too, is it's not just I'm helping somebody get real-world work experience. The organizations that are utilizing these people are putting them to work. This isn't an intern. Yeah. And again, as I mentioned, there's this huge cybersecurity shortage. So this creates a great way to connect uh, connect these people so um, that's basically the big thing is we if you're a nonprofit and you have people um, that, that that are in a situation where they can spend the time um, to, to do this and participate and, and want to get that we need we need more of them and we're open to them we also need um, we're opening it up now to our competitors um, in cybersecurity so that we can actually help even more um, people and allow them to enable this opportunity to their client bases. That's something um, we're gonna be releasing here uh, 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 pretty soon. We need more experts in cybersecurity to serve as mentors in the program. Mm -hmm. Um, A commitment similar to the original interview question that we did earlier at CISO Share, we do the same thing in the course. In day one, one of the principles is we will teach you anything you want in this program but you need to give back to later generations. And we have seen that in space. I bet. Yeah, and then the most important thing we need, um, which is gonna become even more important with COVID-19, is we need more organizations that have a need for cybersecurity resources. And this program works. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not perfect, no program is, but um, we've really seen a lot of success um, with it thus far. Is anybody else in the country doing this, or is this
1: an example of really, you know, Orange County innovation at its finest? There is a couple of
0: folks, uh, different programs out there. I think where we're different is that we're directly connecting the education and development Mm -hmm. with actually getting them to work in cybersecurity. And also, everyone that we bring in is involved in cybersecurity. So I think we're, to my knowledge, um, we're we're the only people that have really taken this uh, this Mm -hmm. approach. That's awesome. Well, one of the reasons I even started this show
1: was to highlight people like you, Mike. I mean, you know, you, you, people like you are the inspiration for me because I just see so much exciting, innovative stuff happening here in Orange County all the time. And it's just not showcased enough. It's not talked about. It's not celebrated. What what do you feel like we should be doing as a community to bring more attention and, and inspiration around the entrepreneurs like you who are, are doing great things here?
0: Well, you know, first, thanks for that. And the thing is that I always kind of laugh a little bit when people think because this the, the program has been truly, un, it's just been life-changing for me and I know for many on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, it energizes us. It, it's helped us from a business perspective. And, you know, you look at people think, oh, thanks for teaching, you know, the class and everything. I come out of the class. I, I originally, now we have other people teaching it. I still teach it. Um, I come out of the class fired up. Sure. like ready to go when you see how hard these people are working and what they're able to do. Um, and I think that that would translate to um, to kind of my recommendation is just do and don't focus on it being perfect. It Like that was the biggest thing. When we went to and originally came up with this program, um, we had a concept um, of where we wanted yeah. to go um, with it and we designed it all out and you know, but we were open with uh, with United Way when they first partnered with us on it. You know, hey, this is a new program. We're going to pilot it. Let's see yep. see how it works, right? But do that because many people along the way were like, well, why don't you wait six months, really develop the curriculum, get it all done? You know, oh well, why don't you see if you can get some partnering organizations to come in first and and don't and I recommend to not do that. One, if your heart's in the right spot, just just do it. That's right. Further the biggest innovations you're going to get are the things you didn't plan for. And we, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the biggest one for us in all that is that when we originally started the, the the first round, we didn't know if anyone was going to come. We literally were like, we don't know if two people are going to come. So what we did is when we, when we, when we did the program, we're like for the first class, we just let all types of people come. So it was, Mm. Some people making two hundred grand a year. It was some people that were housing insecure. It was people mm-hmm. that had their master's degree in cybersecurity. Which that it of itself is
1: awesome yeah. that you're just bringing that group together, right? Yeah. Like that that yeah. is that. Yeah. Has we had, we had power. Yeah,
0: yeah, we had we had all these people, and we're like, oh, we don't know, you know, because normally you see people do a veteran,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, a veteran thing, or that you see them do some, you know, a women thing, or you see them do. And so we did this, and we're like, we don't know how this is going to work. And it now has become the hallmark of our program. We take from any of the, the, the agencies, nonprofits, or groups that yeah. send us people, um, yeah. it can be you know, any type of situation. We put them all together. And not only is that become one of the most powerful things to see how they learn together, but the other thing that was an iteration we never thought of is they now move from face to face together and they become their own support system Mm. all the way through. So we're now we're actually looking as they get into the business, uh, when the businesses are engaging them, the businesses are taking multiple people and they're in that same group. Mm. And that's another thing. That's, that's an example of, we never thought of that. Yeah. Um, That's great.
1: So let's, let's go just a little further there because, I mean, you got support, right? You 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 said, hey, I'm willing to put myself out here. I, we know it's not perfect, but we know our heart's in the right place. Uh, we're going to do this. You got support. I, I think some people here would probably say, hey, you know, I have an idea. I have a program that I think we should do here. How, how do we as a community better determine, okay, this is a good one. We should do this. I mean, there's been some criticism that I've work through with folks who say look we don't have a culture of failure here maybe this didn't work like what would have happened if this hadn't worked it's easy to celebrate it now but how do we how do we do more because we probably need 50 more programs of different kinds not all cybersecurity but all kinds of things around innovation to really bring this whole community together and thinking about the future and and innovation and change because we've seen it, living it right now. We're not going back to some past. We're, we're, we're going to have a new reality on the other side of this, and that will require some innovation and change. And so like we're, we're living it all right now. So how do we as an Orange County community, in your mind, how do we embrace that and say, hey, let's let's use this as the stimulus for more innovation and more jobs around innovation
0: here? So just... Um, I, I think, love, love um, your yeah. well, I think the one thing is I've always been, a, uh, you know, a, a crazy idea guy. Yep. Um, and yep. I think it through my career, the one thing that I've worked the hardest on is how to explain my ideas in a way to people mm-hmm. so that they at least know what I'm talking about. And many of my ideas are wrong, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> you know, Which is explain, fine. Yeah. And, and explain it in that way. And so what I've done over time is I've tried to like in understand and look at what's the best way to do that. So the best way that I've done that as it relates to giving back and innovation is I write future press release Mm -hmm. of what my idea is. Mm -hmm. I did it for this one and then I share it with my internal team and get feedback. Mm -hmm. And then I share it with all the perspectives of the people that are, Mm -hmm. uh, are involved. And so that would be what I would love that idea. What I would say is, if, especially if you're an innovator and entrepreneur, you know, design what you want to do, understand that from your perspective, it probably is going to be new and you're going to have to present it in a way in which your audience can see it and try a press release. Um, and love it. Yeah. And, and so that's what I do. I love it. I love it. So Mike, how do
1: you keep, I mean, you're on the front edge, obviously with cybersecurity, but how do you keep yourself sharp and, and
0: out in front of things just in general? I, I mean, I think I think for us, it's, focusing on that learning and teaching, right? I'm constantly learning in cybersecurity. It's not a day go by because every every business, every organization is different, right? And so you have to get quick at how you learn in order to be able to apply it. So I'm constantly working on ways to learn quicker and teach quicker, as I've said, with those around me. And really that's kind of our science um, that we don't have perfected, but we're working for. Uh, but we're, we're getting faster at it, and we like to think that our Cyber Forward program is the best example thus far of how we think it can work mm-hmm. uh, uh, in this world.
1: I, I think it's great. I, I feel like we should look at how do we model, as a community how do we model this. Not not necessarily look at every job in Orange County needs to be a cybersecurity job, even though there could be a lot of really good ones here. But are there other uh, similar type of of upskilling or you know community outreach type programs that could help? reskill people, because I think that's a broad need nationally and Absolutely. Uh, something that, that you really are pioneering. So I, I commend you for that. So Paul's giving me the time sign, unfortunately. Um, so we, let's do a you know, final lap. One of the things I always ask my guests is to, to share either that lesson or piece of advice that they want to impart to the audience. And so as you think about other entrepreneurs here, you, you've done a number of things in your career, you know, obviously have one that's doing great right now. What what other piece of advice would you have for uh, entrepreneurs here in Orange County that are they're trying to move things forward?
0: Yeah, um, you know, like I said, focus on, the big one is focus on defining your idea in a way in which other, you can get other people on board. They don't need to agree with it. Yep. They just need to be able to edit so that they can give you feedback so you can iterate. Um, and then line with the magic is in the iteration and the things that come that as you're moving forward, that you, there's no way you're going to be able to think of, and that's the most magic. And so create situations where you're moving forward, because that's the only way that that innovation and iteration can happen in that context naturally. Mm. So that's what I uh, really, uh, uh, you know, that's really helped me in my career and being a crazy idea guy. um, And yeah, that's what I'd recommend. Well, thank you for sharing that. Mike, thanks for joining us today.
1: Um, for figuring this out to do it virtually uh, in this way and, and for sharing all these experiences and, and stories and, and clearly a lot of, of wisdom as well. Uh, and, and, you know, thanks for really committing to, I would say, equipping more people in our community with really relevant, timely, and somewhat, you know, to a large extent, future-proofed job skills. It's, it's incredible. Um, you're definitely doing your part to Accelerate OC.
0: Um, welcome to the family. Awesome. Thanks so much. Come to the site. Join up for the next round that we're going to be doing here, as well as if you're an organization interested, reach out and we'll tell you how it works. Awesome. We'll see you soon. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at AccelerateOC.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together.